2: Terms and conditions apply.
0: Hey, it's Cavino and Rich. You know our trusted partner, TireRack.com, for their fast free shipping, free road hazard protection, convenient installation options, and their great selection of the best tires,
1: like the highly consumer rated Vredestein Pinza AT. But did you know they sell other automotive products? Wheels, brakes, and suspension. Just to name a few. Everything you need to elevate your drive. Go to TireRack.com
0: sports. That's TireRack.com sports. TireRack.com. The way
3: tire buying should be.
2: You're listening to Fox Sports Radio.
3: Yeah, welcome in. Aaron and I sticking around. Camino and Rich continuing their... Mexican vacay on this St. Patty's Day. Dressed out in uh, green as they uh, lay on the beach in beautiful Mexico. Welcome in. We are broadcasting live from the TireRack.com studios. TireRack.com will help you get there. An unmatched selection, fast free shipping, free road hazard protection, and over 10,000 recommended installers. TireRack.com, the way tire buying should be. Be honest with me, Aaron. When you saw that UConn was going to be playing smack dab in the window that we we're sitting in for Cavino and Rich... What were your thoughts?
4: Well, honestly, my That's first thought good. was... That's not a good start. No, my first thought was, you know, I, I hope it ends before we go off air because I'm not leaving the... You know, like, once you make the commitment to, to, to come into work, it's like... Well, you know, I'm just I'm just glad it should, in theory, be over right around when we're get when we're finishing Cavino and Rich.
3: I'll will uh, Connecticut uh, right now, and Iona in a dandy one, Aaron uh, fretting that his alma mater because uh, Iona's not missing, but Iona does have Rick Pitino, and you know what else they have? They have Rick Pitino in a suit, which I Ooh. love. I am not down with the college coaches still wearing their clothes from the COVID seasons in the jumpsuits. I am down with coaches wearing suits. That's why I like Mick when he uh, dresses up. This is uh, just because COVID allowed you to do it. Doesn't mean it has to be the norm. Same with going into work as we found out, which we did today. And when we came into work uh, today, Aaron, here on this episode of Covino and Rich on Fox Sports Radio, and we are watching these tournament games there's only one thing to do when you get everybody together and watching games. It's let's get some food, right? Let's for sure. let's 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 have some lunch, you know, during during our breaks and our timeouts we can grab some food, but it's also for the for the support staff, all of our editors, all of our producers, uh, anchors and everybody it's a, it's a little it's a little thank you but it's it it's also just meant. Hey, it's a special day. It's the first round of the NCAA tournament. Yesterday was wings. Today was pizza. There was some controversy yesterday at Fox Sports Radio when it came to the wings, but not as much as what Pizzagate has provided today. Our executive <laughs> producer Gate. is uh, Jason Stewart. Uh, John Ramos is our technical producer. Jason, you had uh, you had the order that we placed, and these are these are big pizzas. These are New York style pizzas that we got, and. Uh, the the exact order was what?
5: Let's see. Um I was ordered to order half cheese, half pepperoni as one of the pies and then a full pepperoni and a full sausage. Now, this kind of this is where the start of the controversy uh starts. John Ramos Sits right next to me in the studio here. He
3: heard me making this order, so keep yes. that in
5: mind as we move forward. Mm-hmm. He heard me make that exact order on the phone,
3: and so he heard that there was going to be a half cheese, half cheese, half cheese. Yeah. So, uh, Pete, uh, John, you you want to confirm? I, I heard denier?
6: the I heard an order. I didn't hear the order. Okay. Ooh.
3: So so right. so pizza is brought in, and it's actually right next to you, and. I completely went over my head. May may tell you a little something about me. Um, I completely forgot that it's Friday and it's Lent. Completely forgot that, hey, you know, people aren't eating meat on Friday. So when we made the order, Aaron, the order that Jason explained, there was a half of a pizza pie that was just cheese. So the meat was on all of the other ones. So when John... uh. And, and John's being taken away right now. Uh, can... No, they don't Jason want the truth Stewart? to come yeah. out. What's they don't want the truth here? to come out. I can yeah, see. Yeah. What's, what's 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 happening here, Jason Stewart? Is there big pizza? I, I, wants I to... think
5: uh, I think Lingard and John are trying to parcel out like who's who is at fault exactly. And yeah. That, you know that's kind of where the crux of this is. Now, sure. Can this... we get Lingard in here? Can we? Yeah, get Yeah. You know, Lingard get in there, Mike. Yes. Um, could you get in there with with this a headset is... too? But this wha- is... so while he gets his headset, I do need to make a point. Whenever you order food for work like this, it, it's an exercise in rationing. It's an exercise and kind of a discipline, and nobody wants to be the person that eats too much,
4: right? So it, it's the Correct. it's the office thing of we're all in this together, we're a team. Well, this is your chance to show that you're a team, that you're willing to sacrifice Absolutely. for the good of the team. Um,
3: but yes. And so okay, so uh, Mike Lingard, um, operations manager, the guy who doesn't run the place here. <laughs> yeah, that's on Fox Sports Radio. <laughs> Okay. So, so so what's the breakdown? You open it up and you see half cheese pizza? Right. And I also
7: see two boxes underneath, two full pizzas underneath that oh, half pizza. Yeah. And I, had not, I did not realize that neither of those pizzas had any just cheese, that they were all meat related. Right? Oh. So I just assumed one of those other pizzas was an all cheese pizza because that's often what gets ordered from Mulberry Street when we order the pizza. But Ooh. I do want to bring this up for John. So, Ramos. So just,
3: uh, just, uh,
7: just to make it So I clear. had two. So I had two so you had slices 50% of cheese. Fifty percent
3: of the allotted cheese slices. How many I total did. slices did you take? Two. Okay. All right.
7: So two total slices, both cheese. Not realizing that I was in fact taking sure. half of the total amount of did cheese Did you slices? take two to save a trip?
3: Yes. That's the question. Okay. I think this is. just... do you have a problem with him taking two to save the trip?
5: Not necessarily. I. I just think that you know. A lot of assuming has already been in this story. There's a lot of For assuming. Sure. Uh, and Lingard, if he, had it, if he had a little bit more awareness, would have looked at the content of the other two boxes and taken mm. one of each, or one pepperoni and one cheese. The two slices is not my issue. It's taken two slices of the very desired cheese pizza.
7: I would agree 100% my bad. I have apologized to Mr. Ramos. (laughs) Uh, It was, in fact, my fault. Now, to be clear, though, the arch... Bishop of the Los Angeles Catholic Diocese has waived the no meat on Friday rule for today because it is St. Patrick's Day, and the feast of St. Patrick supersedes the Lenten rules. John, were you aware of this?
6: is true. This is correct. I was not, and actually, uh, Mike is correct. I just looked it up right now, and because corned beef and hash is a staple yes. of St. Patrick's Day, it has been waived for so today. So who's going to dig the factor- sausage out of the garbage oh. can? <laughs> <right there? laughs> By the way, that will still be there Sunday night. Did <laughs> you
4: factor in the archdiocese decision when you decided to take the second piece of cheese? No. Absolutely not. <laughs>
3: oh, well, that's a <laughs> plot twist right there. Can can you really get a speeding ticket doing 60 in a 55 zone search? Like, that's what he says. Loopholes right. to eat cheese or meat on Lent. Like, that was maybe what the search was I this is this is coming in the conversation a lot in just the pizza order in itself, like what you do when you have a pizza order for a staff? How do you break it up? And basic is better, is my version. If you notice, there was no uh chicken and pineapple pizza that ends up having six of the eight slices still available because one person wanted. I think the misstep. In in my input on the order was me completely forgetting that it was Lent, but not knowing that we have the waiver. I don't feel as bad about it anymore.
5: Yeah, I, there, Dan, I, Dan, you I, are you are not in within even range of blame in this entire thing. And first of all, because you paid for the whole thing, yes, which, which oh, you hid the lead. Thank you. You hid the lead here. Yeah, Dan bought the pies, so he doesn't. He's not at fault for anything in this whole mix. I, I am happy to take all the heat.
7: From okay, so I think, me. I
5: think Lingard is a I ninety mean, percent. Take the blame taker and <laughs> I, then Ramos will take 10%. I'm willing well, to
4: take all the heat, but did you see what the archdiocese said <laughs> earlier hold, today? Hold, hold on <laughs> a I'm quick second. I'm, I'm, I'm
6: going deeper into the article. And the article, oh. yeah, it goes deeper. The, the article says it's okay to eat corned beef oh. because that's part of it. didn't say you could eat meat, like you just can't just go have a hamburger. It's because you could have corned beef. Today, because of St. Patrick, but you—I don't think it said you could have meat in general. So that, and we—that was sausage we had, and also pepperonis. I'm not sure you can distinguish like oh!
7: that. <laughs> 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 Who's to say what's corned yeah. beef anyway? What <laughs> <Okay. laughs>
6: really is corned beef? Okay, so I do think it's still you shouldn't eat meat today if it's not mm. corned beef. That's it, I think is the point.
3: is there a pecking order in who gets what first?
5: That's absolutely right. I think I've been I've been doing radio for how many years now? Over twenty years. And w- one constant <laughs> about radio is free food in the studio from whatever sponsor. Okay, today was a different, a little bit different because Dan did purchase it all for us, but. When things like this happen, there's kind of a, there's a wave. Your first wave is like, since the guys on air are talking about the product, they get first dibs once they've eaten, then there's, there's waves after that. Maybe people intimately related to the show and then so on and so forth.
3: Makes sense. I'm fair. Yeah. I'm fine with that. I also think that there is. (sighs) I, I could go either way. the you know, the guys in the back, you know, that have been here since eight am probably have not had an opportunity to eat. so maybe they go in. I just go and I go to Mike's two slice. I would only go one. <laughs> I would only go one and the but the it's the reason why like there are opportunities where sometimes you need to take two. Because you're like, hey, I, I, I am not going to get away. I feel that there's enough. But it's also the question of one slice or two slices that you would take. I took uh, one slice knowing that the box was just right across the window, uh, hoping that I would be there and be able to get a second slice, which I was able to.
7: So clearly I've made two, two. incorrect decisions <laughs> in regards to there, the pizza. There
3: was, there was someone who was here and made no reference to anything of, uh you know, in like... Came in and left. Yep, and and so you know they're they're gone. So they they you know they not dined and ditched, but uh, essentially they dined and ditched. They got their food and they left. Which, by the way, also is okay because if you were here since six a.m., you are probably hungry, and you still should be able to get some um, some. Just because you work crappier hours doesn't mean that you should be left out of the food.
7: Well, yeah, but you should if you're not paying for it. At least a thank you is required. Sure,
4: and sure. I, I also respect Mike for coming in and facing the music. Yeah, I, he was I on do. the way out the I door. Do by the well. way, <laughs> he was on the way out the door
5: before this segment. I said you are going to want to stick around for this are, Friday are we
4: gonna- last sh- last hour of the shift, and you are taking bl- This is this is. Very professional. You're setting a good example for your younger coworkers. Why thank you, Mr. Torres.
3: Are, are we gonna are we gonna send this out as an article so Jalen Rose can get mad about this? <laughs> <laughs> I mean, I just... you guys let me know if that's how here's, you want to roll. Here's the surprising thing. This is truly surprising to me. We had a whole sausage, a half cheese, half sausage, or a half cheese, half pepperoni, and a full pepperoni. There is one pizza left, it's a full pepperoni. Like We have a whole pepperoni pizza that is still left that that no one took from.
5: And a bunch of sausage at the bottom of our... Uh, <laughs> uh, what do you call it? A trash can. Now, um, mm, Aged about sausage, that. yes. So if we're keeping score, um, and we are, um, so Lingard made most of the mistakes. <laughs> yeah, we might even go 95% to 5%. But, but I will put a little bit on John lying here. lying about the, the Lent John rule. knew we were ordering pizza. Uh, if he would have just kind of said, you know what, guys, it's Lent. If we could just do a little bit more cheese than we normally do, um, and then John, yeah, John choosing to put the sausage in the waste bucket instead of on Dan's plate. Dan, Dan ordered the pizza. That that's another mistake uh, in the yeah.
6: one. To help me with that, am I at five percent of fault? Okay. I is that what it was? I think um, it's a to bit help you that I'm doing my lineup for tonight's game. Oh, okay. So I, I was I'm a little lost <laughs> uh, on what on what my he could have
3: lent a hand. Oh. Is what you're saying? <laughs> All right. <there. laughs> it is. I think this is the most Camino enriched conversation that we have had here on Fox Sports Radio. I, I really do. Uh, Mike, uh, go ahead. You can. There's another slice of pepperoni if you want. Enjoy the weekend. I'm on it. Thanks, guys. You, you are off the clock. Uh, you don't have to run things around here uh, anymore. He's Aaron Torres. I'm Dan Beyer. That's Jason Stewart. He's John Ramos. Mike Lingard. Everyone hanging out here on Cavino and Rich on Fox Sports Radio. DraftKings Sportsbook is an official sports betting partner of the NBA. Download the DraftKings Sportsbook app today and use code CRSHOW for a special offer when you sign up. That's code CRSHOW only at DraftKings Sportsbook. Alright, so here's a look at the games. How are your Huskies doing
4: right now? Actually, Michael Lingard, I appreciate it. Ever since he came in, Iona stopped shooting 98% for John, uh, uh, you know, Lingard was 95% to blame Iona was shooting 95% from the field when he walked into the room so now uh, they've gone a little bit cold much like the pizza that's going to go uneaten on John's plate did you Uh, did
3: you hear what Mike said earlier when he left the studio he said, "Iona, two pieces of pizza, guys. They're <laughs> both cheese. I will see you later." <laughs> okay, that joke maybe wasn't that good. All right, uh, but, but yes,
4: yeah, so UConn's up on Iona. Mike Lingard, maybe the good luck charm for the Huskies.
3: All right, Pitts up on Iowa State, 36-26, 12.58 left to go. So the eleven seed leading the six seed. I don't think that as much is about momentum as it is just Iowa State has trouble scoring, right? I mean... yeah, Oh, yeah, for sure. Yeah, like, this game wasn't a matter of, you know, you know, Pitt getting momentum from the game uh, against Mississippi State earlier this week. It was, hey, I think they can just beat Iowa State because of the cycle and struggle on offense.
4: Yeah, I think Iowa, the stat was they were, like, 3-7 and seven in their last 10 coming into this one. But because it's the Big 12, everyone gave them the benefit of the doubt. They did beat Baylor on the final day of the regular season and the conference tournament. So I just bring it up to say, like... There was about a five-week sample size that Iowa State was a pretty limited team uh, and again I think because the conference is so good we just said well I mean somebody's got to lose these big 12 games. NC State's
3: up on Creighton uh, an 11 seed leading a 6 seed uh, just uh, 5 minutes gone by in the second half of that South region again 6-11 matchup it's the 11 seed with the 3 point lead there. Get Aaron on Twitter at Aaron underscore Torres you can find me on Twitter at Dan Beyer on Fox coming up next as we sit in for Cavino and Rich no more pizza talk. Fox
2: Sports Radio has the best sports talk lineup in the nation. Catch all of our shows at FoxSportsRadio.com And within the iHeartRadio app, search FSR to listen live.
0: Sound the trumpets! It's horse racing time, so saddle up for the action with DK Horse, an official DraftKings affiliate. Right now, new customers who download the DK Horse app can get a 100% deposit
1: bonus up to $250. Just deposit $25 or more and complete the playthrough requirement. Wager on your favorite horses, then watch the races live right in the app. Download the DK Horse app now. New customers get a 100% deposit bonus up to $250 when they opt in with code C-N-D-R. That's C-A-N-D-R. Only on the DK Horse app. Go to TireRack.com slash sports to see their Yokohama test results, tire ratings, and consumer reviews, and be sure to check out all their current special offers. Great tires and a great deal. What more could you ask for? That's TireRack.com slash sports.
0: TireRack.com, the way tire buying should be.
3: Kavito and Rich on Fox Sports Radio. He's Aaron Torres. I'm Dan Byer sitting in for the guys. They'll be back Monday from their Mexico vacays. DraftKings Sportsbook is an official sports betting partner of the NBA. Download the DraftKings Sportsbook app today and use code CRSHOW for a special offer when you sign up. That's code CRSHOW only at DraftKings Sportsbook. Just one game going on in the NCAA tournament right now. Uh, It is Aaron's UConn Huskies. Maybe pulling away a little bit from Iona. I know it's dangerous to say. I said that to my wife last night when Tennessee was up 15 on Louisiana. I said, uh, I said, you know what? I think your your volunteers pick is going to be safe. They're up 15, 10 minutes to go. With eight minutes left, they were up five. So like it goes just like that. So I understand that there could be a jinx, but at least this is going. This is going the way of how you thought the game would be. Uh, Where not how it's played out, but that UConn at some point would at least pull away. Hope so. Yes, hope so. Still plenty of time left. All right. He is Aaron Torres. I'm Dan Beyer. Joining us now, joined us earlier in the week, and he's here again to give the knowledge on the ultimate high of his alma mater, now being the hottest of hot, hot teams in the NCAA tournament, the one and only Jared Smith, Fox Sports Radio betting analyst, joins us here on Fox Sports Radio.
8: Hello, Jared. Oh, that's a great intro. I'll be honest, I, they, they are the hottest team in the country. I, I I think they're maybe playing like the best team in the country right now. And trust me, coming from someone who, again, has seen more Rose Bowls than NCAA tournament games, that number will change tomorrow. We'll be even three Rose Bowls, three tourney <laughs> games since uh, my tenure at Penn State in, in 2004. It's, I mean, listen, Micah Shrewsbury's got these guys in the right spot. And when Andrew Funk goes eight for ten from three, not a lot of teams in the country I think are going to beat the Nittany Lions.
3: Texas A&M just didn't seem to keep up there under the bargain in what we thought was going to be one of the games of the tournament last night.
8: Yeah, and I think as good as A&M has been this year under Buzz, I just think they're not equipped to play in the NCAA tournament. And I think a lot of these SEC teams, when they get to these rounds where they're facing other teams that can shoot – the SEC was the worst shooting conference in America this year from three point So a, a lot of their defensive numbers might be a little bit skewed, but now that they're stepping up in class against a lot of good shooting teams, Penn State, of course, being, I would say, at the top of the list, you're seeing where some of those discrepancies match up. And as athletic as the SEC is as a conference, we saw it with Alabama, a little bit, slept, walked through the game. Arkansas was, was kind of fortunate that Illinois didn't really do a whole lot, and uh, Mississippi State really struggled, A&M struggled. So I don't know as a whole, we'll see how Kentucky does a little bit later tonight. I kind of like Providence in that game, to be perfectly frank. Uh, we'll see how the SEC handles some of these really good shooting teams.
4: Jared, I'm going to ask you a question as both you being a handicapper, but also just a fan of the sport. Uh, Marcus Sasser goes down last night with the groin injury. Brandon Miller, now from Alabama, has a little bit of a groin injury. UCLA's best defensive player, Jalen Clark, is out. Do you actually like anybody to win this tournament? Like, it, it, we, we have to crown a champion at the end of this thing, right?
8: Yeah, I'll be honest. I think those two teams that just played a little earlier, Creighton and Baylor, um, are sneaky right now because again brandon miller injury we don't know why he put up a bagel on the scoreboard yesterday maybe finally some of the outside noise in addition to obviously some physical stuff started to affect his focus so that takes alabama out of play in that bracket oh by the way virginia and arizona in that south region have already been knocked out so the south region right now if you're talking about weakness with the one seed alabama the two seed gone the four seed gone Baylor and Creighton are kind of two teams at the bottom of that bracket. I mean, the winner of that Creighton-Baylor game is going to play either Missouri or Princeton for a chance to go to the Elite Eight. So that's an interesting side of the bracket right now with with the South region and how it's kind of played out with the two big upsets yesterday.
3: Jared Smith joining us here on Fox Sports Radio. Find him on Twitter at Jared Lee Smith. It's Cavino and Rich on FSR. He's Aaron Torres. I'm Dan Byer sitting in for Cavino and Rich. If we are talking about tomorrow, I am curious about Houston. Um, There was a point in that Auburn-Iowa game where it sounded like it was on the Plains in Auburn, Alabama, with the amount of crowd that they had. Now you take into everything that Houston is dealing with. How do you see it playing out in that 1-9 matchup tomorrow?
8: Tough matchup for Houston. Um, Auburn's going to get into you defensively, and they are going to make it very difficult for you to run your sets. Bruce Pearl, that's a very intense team, and they feel like they have a little momentum now because of what they were able to do yesterday. And, and, and listen, they, you know, they, they, they only shot 36% from three. I think they're going to have to shoot probably 40% realistically to win this game, but maybe 35, maybe the mid-30s gets it done. But they were able to hold Iowa to 25% shooting. And maybe you want to say the Big Ten, which I think is going to have a relatively bad tournament, although Michigan State... Um, and Penn State are kind of, uh, you know, quelching that, that, that trend right now. But obviously we saw Iowa and Illinois lose yesterday. Um, and Maryland, actually Maryland's another interesting team in that in that one one seed game that we'll get to, I'm sure, in a second. But uh, I I think Houston wins the game. I hope Houston wins the game. I have a future on them. I'm disappointed, obviously, with the injuries now shed with the knee injury, too. Came up a little balky yesterday. They look sluggish. But Northern Kentucky's a very tough team. And I do think Auburn, at their core, is not a good shot selection, shot-making team. And maybe if this game's tight down the stretch, Houston's experience, their grit maybe gets them over the hump, but I could absolutely see this being a close game. And Auburn has the defense to keep this to be a very low-scoring game.
4: About 45 minutes till that Kentucky-Providence game. The second tip in that uh, evening window, uh, you just referenced it, you like Providence or you're leaning Providence, what makes you feel that way?
8: Yeah, Ed Cooley is an underdog, 60% throughout the course of his career. I mean, this is kind of the spot that he thrives in. And also Bryce Hopkins, I mean, talk about the ultimate revenge game. Remember, he didn't play in the NCAA tournament last year before the St. Peter's game. He already decided he was going to transfer. They lose to St. Peter's. Now he's on Providence. Now we see a situation where Providence plays Kentucky in the round of 64. I mean, you just can't make this stuff up sometimes. I do think Kentucky has a, has a case. Uh, it, to be maybe a little bit of a dark horse if they can get past this game. Kaysen Wallace is getting healthy. Oscar Shebue is still a Player of the Year type, uh, you know, talent. But overall, I just Kentucky struggled against the number in these spots. Calipari is six and eight against the spread uh, in round of 64 games, and of course the the, the early exit last year. So I, I don't love Kentucky as a team overall. This is a tough matchup. If Providence doesn't defend Shebue in the paint, he could have a really big game. But overall, I think Providence has more shot makers, and I like the Bryce Hopkins revenge ankle. So I'll, I'll say Providence covers. I don't know if they win the game, but I do think catching four, four or and a half here is a, a pretty good spot for the Friars.
3: Jared Smith, our Fox Sports Radio betting analyst, joining us here on Cavino and Rich. I'm Dan Beyer. He's Aaron Torres. What about the game that tips 15 minutes after? I know we talked a little bit about Miami's health uh, earlier in the week. Um, we think Omir's going to play and start tonight for Miami, but that's a 5-12 matchup where Jared... There hasn't been the 12 upset, and this is our last one. What about Drake and the Canes?
8: Yeah, the 5 12 upset, right? We're starting to put those myths to bed. It's more about the matchups than the seeds. The seeds are, are, are absolutely meaningless. We saw 15 and 14 seeds battle harder than some of the 12 and 11 seeds so far in this tournament. So I, I think it's all matchup dependent. I, I'm not taking that much into account. Um, the number has moved a little bit back towards Drake, surprisingly, even though my – I thought after we heard the O'Meara news today, um, we were going to get a little bit of movement towards Miami, but I haven't really seen it in the market. It's been kind of hovering two and a half ever since earlier in the week. I got in at plus three on Drake. I I, I, I love this Drake team. Um, I, I think Tucker DeVries and just the way that they are able to conduct their offense, Coach's son. and the interesting angle in this game that I also really like, Roman Penn, one of the best, uh, oldest players in the country, used to play at Siena, and that's where he transferred from, and this game's in Albany. So you get these, like, interesting homecoming angles where I think Penn is going to be very comfortable with his surroundings, and I think the backcourt is really what drives this Drake team. Very undervalued team in the Missouri Valley Conference. They won that conference tournament, and I think the O'Mear injury, it's good that he's back, but I'm a little worried about Miami's defense here, defending that uh, that, that that Drake offense.
4: I don't mean to go game by game here for the evening slate but I I do think there is another intriguing um you know t- game that everybody has kind of circled as a potential upset spot Indiana playing the 13 seed Kent State in that region. Do you buy that that Kent State is a live dog for an out- outright win?
8: Absolutely. This is my favorite play of the week. I think we just I, I think we talked about it earlier I believe this week. So, but yeah. Kent State, yeah, four and a half to me is is a stone cold bet. Um, I would put, I, I would sprinkle a little on the money line too. So the Mac, first of all, 12 and 5 against the spread in the tourney since 2005, six straight covers. I mean, we saw what Akron almost beat UCLA last year. For some reason, this conference is continuously undervalued in the tournament. But this specific Kent State team, 63% against the spread this year. They've got the Mac defensive player of the year, Malik Jacobs, who's going to be guarding Jalen Hood, a freshman point guard for Indiana. Very talented kid. Didn't play great in the Big Ten tournament. We'll see how the true freshman point guard starting in his first NCAA tournament game handles, again, the MAC defensive player of the year. And I do think Indiana has a mismatch in the paint, Trey Saxon-Davis and Ray Thompson, but Kent State top 50 nationally in defending post-ups. So they, they have, I think, the, the formula to shut down this Indiana offense, which is very much driven inside out. And then you look at Sincere Carey, talk about, just an absolute microwave, maybe the best player on the floor outside of uh, Davis, but he is, an, he, is, he is hard to guard. So I, I think Kent State has the backcourt. I think they have the experience, and this team lost by five at Houston and by seven at Gonzaga. If they can keep those two games, true road games against arguably two of the top five, ten teams in the country within seven points, They can keep this game tonight close against Indiana.
4: Jared, you just mentioned the Mac, you know, kind of overachieving relative to either the odds or the seeding. What do you make of – it does feel like there's certain conferences that in many years the Big Ten is is kind of seen as overvalued. There's other conferences that are deemed undervalued. Do you buy that, that that a conference, because of geographical affiliation or um, style of play or whatever, that maybe they're a little bit undervalued or overvalued as a league in the NCAA tournament?
8: Absolutely. I I think because of the way that the game is trending – a very easy way to do it is just to look at which are the best three-point shooting leagues. And again, the SEC not being one of them makes me question shot selection and sustainability in the NCAA tournament. When you're not getting as many open shots as you are during the regular season, the style that you play matters a lot in the tournament. It is a, you know, the numbers say what they say, but when these games get tight, you're dealing with 18 to 22 year old kids that just sometimes don't play most of the time don't play true to what those numbers say so if you can identify the profile of a team that does well in march which is backcourt play able to shoot the three well coached experienced that to me is is how you do and and a lot of these high major leagues big 10 sec they get a lot of one and done and they don't shoot as well because they're more athletic and they more they get up and down and they run. So when we get to March, that's why you see a lot of these mid-major teams with just assassins all over the floor that really you know make deep runs. The Pac-12's done pretty well over the years. The Big Ten's done okay. Uh, the ACC's really struggled uh, since 2005. They actually have the lowest APS of all the high majors in the round of 64, uh, 40, 60, and one against the spreads since so So the ACC is kind of the fade conference the high majors based off the numbers that I'm looking at.
3: He's our Fox Sports Radio betting analyst. Find him on Twitter at Jared Lee Smith. He's Jared Smith. Jared, thanks for all the help this week, and, uh Yeah, let's hope for winners this weekend. Appreciate it, man.
8: Let's get Penn State across the finish line tomorrow, boys. <laughs> get up to the Sweet 16. Come on, let's do it. <laughs> oh,
3: hook them horns. That's what you got to do. Thanks, Jared. Appreciate it.
2: Fox Sports Radio has the best sports talk lineup in the nation. Catch all of our shows at foxsportsradio.com. And within the iHeartRadio app, search FSR to listen live.
0: Covino and Rich here, and whether you're headed to a campus to see some college baseball, meet up with old friends, or show off the alma mater to your kids, spring is prime time in college towns. And if you're planning a trip, two words for you, graduate hotels. There's no better place to stay.
1: Promo code CRSHOW.
3: Camino and Rich on Fox Sports Radios. We're live from the tirerec.com studios. He's Aaron Torres. I'm Dan Bayer. keeping an eye on the games going on right now. Iona and UConn in a good one. Aaron's alma mater right now, trailing by two, three and a half minutes left in the first half. His alma mater, UConn, if you're just joining us, Pitts extended their lead against Iowa State. There's 10 minutes left in the game, and Iowa State has 26 points. That's bad. That's really bad. (laughs) Hey, they they went the first eight minutes with two points, then just an offensive explosion uh, to get them to 23 at the half. I believe that was the score at the half. It was uh, at least uh, Iowa State at 23. Yeah, they were down 30 to 23. Um, they just they did score just now, but it's forty to twenty eight with ten minutes. So that was their fifth point of the second half.
6: Would you say that's more of a defensive play by Pitt, or is it just like they're just cold? Uh, no, Iowa State stinks at offense. Okay. Yeah, they,
4: <laughs> is that is that an apropos uh, uh, analysis, Aaron Torres? I think they like to refer to themselves more as like a gritty defensive team than we stink at offense, <laughs> but. Yes, they stink it off,
3: yes. So, and listen, this is a team that made the uh, the Sweet sixteen last year. But mm-hmm. they beat Wisconsin uh, in a game was it, no, it was like fifty one to forty nine like you're gonna this is the type of game that you're going to get. This is how Iowa State plays. And that's why Pitt, like it's not that Pitt was carrying this great momentum from their win Tuesday against Mississippi State. It's just that it it's a little on the conversation that we had about Virginia yesterday. Right when you're when you play the style, and 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 it's gosh, Aaron. I just I caught myself because I don't want to be the guy to attack styles. Like I get it, but the style really helps when you are an underdog or lower seeded team in beating a number one seed or a high seed. You usually, take a high scoring team and slow it down. When you're playing these sort of games, it just shrinks your margin of error. You're right. So. And that's where you get a team that maybe is hot or hitting some shots or just can figure stuff out. Or if you just can't score, period, like Iowa State can't, this is this is what's going to happen.
4: Well, and you know, there there's analogies where you know you look at say Georgia football up until the last two three years without Stetson Bennett, they relied on their defense, and if you were able to put up twenty eight to thirty one points on them, they could not hang. And so, um, you know, some programs evolve, some pro. And listen, it's okay, it's okay to have an identity, all that. But when you're a Virginia, you're trying to compete at the highest level of the sport. When you're Iowa State. Uh, you obviously play in the tough Big Twelve. Um, yeah, at some point, at some point, uh, playing the way that certainly Virginia does, Iowa State does, it limits the ceiling of what you can do, or it 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 certainly ups the degree of difficulty. Um, and that's why whenever anybody asks me, you know, like what do I look for in a national champion, I always say you got to be able to win more than one way. If you if 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 you can only win, you know, by scoring eighty and hoping your opponent scores seventy nine. You're not going to win in this tournament cuz somebody's going to be able to slow you down and somebody's going to be able to speed you up if you're a Virginia or Iowa State, which is happening. I'll
3: I'll use I'll use Michigan football for an example under Jim Harbaugh. They're they're a, uh, a team that likes to run the football, runs the football well, uh can play good defense and they can still put up 40 points a game. Yep. And that's the it's the point that's like that's the difference of like Iowa State, if Iowa State Locked you up. That's half the, and that's what they do. That's half the problem, and that's like half of what these programs do. But you also have to have some offensive capability, and it goes back to the Virginia conversation. The Virginia conversation is unique, and I know you, Pat Forty even put it on an article today of like Sands the national championship run. Something you brought up about you know what they've done in the tournament, like it has just been an abysmal. Uh, postseason for Virginia in that style. But you think about what they had during that run you had DeAndre Hunter, who is a lottery pick in the NBA. You had Ty Jerome. You had Kyle Guy. You had Kihei Clark, who was your point guard. Those guys were not deficient at offense. And so when you lock down on defense and then you have guys who can score, the pace may be a certain way, but you're getting buckets. When you don't have guys that can score, your defense is the only thing that's keeping you in the game. And then you go into a game where – like Iowa State's missed 14 of their last 15 shots. That, by the way, wasn't happening um, on a Ty Jerome, Kyle Guy, DeAndre Hunter, Virginia team.
4: So two quick things. One, you know, to your point – Iowa's played really good defense. Pitt has 40 points with eight minutes to go in this game, nine minutes to go in this game. So, they like defense has done their job. Um, but to your Virginia point, I remember the transition in 2018 to 2019 where they were just so much better on offense. And I remember telling people, just because they don't score a lot of points, like a lot of points in total doesn't mean that they're not good on offense. They were very efficient. Um, you know, They 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 were able to capitalize when they had opportunities. They just played at such a slow tempo, they weren't putting up 85 points per game like some teams in college basketball. So, that is the problem since then, is they really haven't had those guys that are capable of doing it, and obviously it's much the same with Iowa State, which again has 30 points with about 8.5 minutes to go.
3: The other 6-11 game that is going on right now is uh, Creighton and NC State. And so those are the three games that are happening. Brian Fenley will give us an update on where all these scores stand in just a couple of minutes. I do want to bring this up because we talk so much, so much about brackets. And I feel that this is an interesting college basketball conversation, much in the way that, that uh, you know, fantasy football takes over the NFL season. Right? I yeah, mean yeah. I get it. It's truly been just I mean, now when you look at any any football site, uh, NFL.com, the perfect one, it's fantasy is like the first thing on there for people to click on for all their fantasy information. Or if you just click on the fantasy link, then there's you know pages upon pages. Like fantasy football has exploded so much and has allowed the NFL to continue to grow, and it's grown because of fantasy football. I feel the brackets do that with March Madness, but like fantasy football, there are a lot of different ways to play it. And what we have in in our group here on the guys that are hanging out here in Covino and Rich on fox sports radio, Jason Stewart John Ramos myself uh Aaron Torres, what we have done, and I'm saying john Jason and myself, we've gotten into survivor pools mm. and 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 this is like for those that haven't done it 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 i I hate to admit this Aaron, it is dwarfed. My love and passion for my own bracket, because instead of worrying about 16 games today, I'm worried about two because of the one team that and I've I've, I got into survivor pools about five years ago for the tournament. The NFL, they've been known to go on, you know, for years and years, but it was the tournament aspect of the survivor pool that really Turned me on so much so that I did a baseball survivor pool last year. I remember that was amazing. Like, I loved every second of it. It didn't take as much investment as you would think. But I just I have I've grown to love it, and and Jason Stewart's in one now. John Ramos is in one as well. It has completely changed how I uh, watch the tournament because of Survivor Pools.
4: Let me ask you a question. I saw a buddy say this yesterday, and I don't necessarily believe it, but I'm curious if maybe I'm being naive to it because of my love for college basketball. I saw a buddy say that he believes that the you know growth of sports betting. Will essentially have the same effect that it's going to make brackets more meaningless because again, you're going to throw down, you know, 20 bucks or 50 bucks or your entire bankroll on Creighton NC State or UConn Iona or whatever, and it's going to either devalue or you're just not going to fill out a bracket at all because that's kind of where you're going to get your rush. Do you buy that at all? Because that I don't think I agree with, because the point I made to him was kind of fantasy football, was exactly what you just said, is like sports betting hasn't changed fantasy football. They're just two different yes. things that are both awesome. And I think that's the case with the bracket as Iona hits another three they can't miss. Um, I think that's the thing with the bracket. Like, I think they complement each other well. I don't think that sports betting is going to devalue the bracket, if that makes sense.
3: Yeah, I I, I look at it this way. Um, sports betting is always going to be there. But what bracket pools do is it allows the casual, it's just such a term that we now use in the NBA, to be brought in. I don't think there are many casuals that are going to be in the betting. I agree. You know, In in that sort of uh, spot. So I don't think that it has as much effect. And by the way, it's a lot easier to just fill out a bracket and move on. Um, It's less of an investment, I think, for people. More of a payoff. If you can spend $5 and you know, win two hundred dollars at you know at your it, work. I think it's And yeah. it's
4: not only that, first of all, I, I think there's some element to people don't really consider it gambling. Like my wife fills out a bracket every year. I don't think she thinks that she's gambling. But if I was like, hey, are you gonna put twenty today on UConn or Iona? She'd be <laughs> yes. like, I don't gamble. So that's one. And then I think too, there is something to that other part is that I, I think if anything they complement each other really nicely. Um I don't you know like like I look at filling out a bracket is exactly what you just said is it's a way to stay involved it's a way for people who are at work to just kind of have interest in a game without having you know not being able to watch it all the time so i actually agree you, it sounds like you agree with me i agree with you on this do you topic.
3: like survivor pool have you done a survivor
4: pool i've done okay. survivor pools they're very fun uh, yes.
3: but it, it's never precluded me from filling out a bracket though. sure sure jason
5: stewart i look at it this way you know i still play wordle i don't know if anyone else does but i still i still play wordle every day okay
3: and by the way you gave us an answer and i had not done it that way like uh, that last was such weekend. a
5: faux pas on my part <laughs> uh, that's that's my bad Um uh, we can get into that later but i play wordle every day and playing just one word suffices it's it, it, it that's all i need i play it with my girlfriend and it's great and then the copycats came out, and it was like, you could play unlimited amount of Wordles. Yeah. Dude, check this app out. It's like, no, no, no. That That's the genius of Wordle. Yes. One word a day, you can invest your time in that and move on. That's how I kind of see the survivor pool. And you, you're the one who introduced me to it, Dan. And I also think this. The bracket has become such a crapshoot that I kind of just lose interest in that aspect of it, that it's all out of my hands. And the survivor pool, at least you could say... I put thought into this. I'm invested in this, and I really care
3: about this one game. Yes, and it t- yeah two hours like that. That is all your investment. Uh, some make you pick two teams the first day, you know, the first round. So then it's four hours. But that is that is what it brings you in. And then maybe when, when you win. By the way. It's a bigger rush than just having your team advance to the next round. I I will say that like there is more, uh, you get more of a high off of it uh, than the survivor pool. So I am I am down with being a survivor uh, pool, and I'm glad that I could uh, um, drag some people to the dark side.
4: I I will say I've done a few survivor pools. They are very fun. I think to Jay Stu's point too. Um, you know, you're only picking one to two games a day, especially in, in an NCAA tournament setting. It allows you to kind of have investment, you know, not just literal investment, but metaphorical investment for longer.
0: Any college baseball fans out there? If you're traveling to see your team and need a place to stay, two words for you. Graduate hotels.
1: We stayed at the Nashville location for the SCC tournament. It was awesome. Beautiful rooms, cool vibe, and perfect location.